Hull sharks. 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 All sharks, 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 what are we a watching? Movie. We're watching. I. What is it called? Christmas with a kiss. I think. Christmas with a kiss. Let me, let me look it up. It's from last Sunday. Cause we're behind. Um, it is called Christmas with a kiss from December third. Hey, that wasn't so long ago. It's only the fourteenth. Eleven days. All right. Christmas, Christmas with a kiss. With a about kiss. Christmas with a kiss. All right. About <laughs> it. Uh, Christmas with a kiss. Um, a woman, Morgan, returns home uh, to help with her family's Christmas carnival. Ooh. And romance ignites. A photojournalist, Roe, curates a surprise reunion. Starring uh, Michelle Morgan, Ronnie Rowe Jr., and Jamie M. Calica. I love the carnival idea. Yes. I like their red uh, attire. Um, I like his coat. I like his inner coat. Um, oh, yeah. yeah they, it's just a weird picture of them. And there's no there's no background. Yeah. They're like, I don't know, at JCPenney's and they chose the gray. And they're not holding hands. No. And they're not. They're both got their hands in their pockets. They're a little too cool for school here. Yeah. Yeah. But what? so here's what intrigues me. It says a photojournalist curates a surprise reunion. So it's a reunion. They already knew each other because she's coming back home. All right. So I'm going to read into this a little bit. And I think what we famously do is we. Oh, I forgot. Predictions. 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 So, um, we will predict this. We're gonna predict now <laughs> what might happen. Will... Okay, so, uh, they are what? one thing I do like about the picture before yes. I get into this next okay. thing the fact that they are not holding hands yes. or snuggling or whatever, don't give away too much in the picture. Like, I know they're always going to get together, but don't show me in the picture that they're already, like, uh, grabbing each other's pinkies. Oh, like, but you, I... can't, you can't say that because we had that letter to Santa where the two were we laughing. Thought that they were par- we yeah. thought that they were brother and sister right. trying to get their parents together. Right. So that's what I was saying. We famously get the what the wrong yeah, uh, the out of somebody's prediction right but now i got some ideas a photojournalist curates a surprise reunion oh and we couldn't have been more wrong when listening back to the christmas mural we were going crazy about the contest and how she, she won, won but that's not what it was about she won she the won mural. the opportunity to do the mural they weren't very clear they Hallmark. weren't clear Hallmark, so anyway clear in your synopsis um, but we like were attacking the film although the movie didn't really need to get attacked in that way we weren't attacking it well, we were just, just laughing at the fact that it's a competition and they tell you that she won right but she won the right but it was it, they, was, it was it was poor yeah, writing poor i'm writing. sorry it was poor writing but very uh 
inconsequential to the story. So now we have this photojournalist curates a surprise reunion. I bet that somebody takes a photo and the photo um, is something that reveals oh. people that people didn't know were around or people didn't know that were together or we families. didn't know that Long these two families. people. So there'll be mysteries revealed in a curated mm. photo. And that is what... Um, uh, photojournalist row um so the the man he's the photojournalist yes and he curates a surprise reunion so i think that yeah it's going to be in his journalism that he takes mm. a photo that brings some people together i'll tell you what else this makes me think of this mm. movie why i am often jealous of like here's they're coming home to a Christmas carnival. Oh, her yeah. family's Christmas carnival. Oh, wait, is it the family's I, Christmas carnival? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Now, so they run I, it. I have been always been a, a jealous of tradition. Mm. Uh, of families with tradition. I've been jealous of families that have stayed large and together. Like I, I find, I think um, a lot of families, I think a lot of families splinter over the years as people get older, relationships fade, brothers and sisters, they don't, uh, they don't get along anymore. They, they, they separate people, move to different States, people go places. But when I see movies with, uh, or in life, sometimes when I see like big families getting it together on the regular doing a thing that they do every year i that always that always tickles me it warms me yeah um i've um i remember it more when i was younger um yes. than okay I, so yeah. let's go into that for a second yeah my grandmother used to host thanksgiving every year yeah and i have vivid vivid memories and you know my memory is trash i have vivid memories of going to my grandmother's house which was not very big and um having both my family my this was my father's mother and his brother's family every thanksgiving and we weren't like we weren't close per se like like like, like growing up and uh, but every thanksgiving and i remember the table being very perfectly set I remember like walking around and talking to the few cousins that I had that were all older than me, but still whatever. And, um, and my aunt and my uncle. And then the very last thing that my grandmother did as people were sitting, first of all, there was a fancy dinner bell and this is in my mother's China closet till today. It was a little tiny like holder with a bell and then across the bottom of the bell was where the little, what do you call that thing that you actually bang a bell with? Mm -hmm. um, I got to ring it when it was time for dinner and I would ring the bell a couple of yep. times. Everybody would come for wherever they were, which was really just the living room because it wasn't that big of a place. And they would come to the dinner table. And as everyone was sitting down, my grandmother was in her tiny kitchen mashing the potatoes. Mm -hmm. That was the last thing she did. As people were seated, she was mashing the potatoes as if 
I don't even know if that's a thing. Right. But I always thought that that's a thing. Like the last thing you do before you sit down to a big meal is We don't want to eat mashed potatoes that were mashed a half an hour No, 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 no. It's the last thing you do. She's literally mashing as I'm ringing the bell. Right. And then it would have been nicer if she mashed at the table. Like gave everyone like the the boiled potato in the bowl. And then she comes and mashes it right in front of you. No, let's not be ridiculous. Yeah. But she would mash. She'd be mashing. And she she was a very like big Polish woman, right? And she would just be mashing these potatoes. And then that would be the last things, you know, brought to the table. And I remember the cranberry sauce, which was terrible because it was, you know, cranberry sauce, which I think is terrible. Somebody told me it was Jello once and then I tried it and didn't taste like Jello and I never had it again. Yeah. Turned me off completely. But these are things I remember, like this yeah. was every year, yeah. no matter what. Sure. Until I believe... My grandparents passed and my grandfather always cut yeah. the turkey at the head of the table. He's at the head, right? Yeah. One year, I think we got him an electric cutter that was all the rage. Yeah. We have the electric cutter. It's battery operated. And it was a huge deal. Yeah. And I and here's me who has zero memories of childhood. I remember multiple Thanksgivings doing this. And it was, it was just, it was really something. Sure. It was really something. Yeah. And then they passed away and we never, yeah. or they got sick, I should See, I say. Think in we the, never did it again. In a family, like someone needs to take on the mantle and t- say, this, is, take it this on. is mine. When families are large, like my brother's family is mm. is large family, like they're going to have a core for a long time, you know? Yeah. So it's just something that I think about, especially when I see this family with a Christmas carnival. I wonder. Yes, I want. What is that? Gonna, I want a Christmas that? carnival. What on earth is that? Going I don't know, to look but I'm like? so excited to see it because, I mean, when I think of carnival, I think of, I think of games, and rides. Animals. Are there going to be crafts? Like, yeah, maybe Carousel. a petting zoo. Um, definitely lights. You know, yeah. Christmas lights. It's just. Is it is it a carnival in the sense that it's a one night thing with all these things, or is it like a like a well, who had it? One of these had like a reindeer games or a ra- what was it called where they did something different every night? That was cool to me, where it was mm-hmm. like, hey, it's the community's pajama night right. where we all get together yeah, and have yeah, hot yeah, cocoa yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. that. I loved and was yeah. so into because it was something little every night, like leading up to Christmas. Right. Count me in on that. That's another thing too. I guess uh, as jealous as I am of seeing big families with long standing traditions, mm-hmm. seeing small close knit communities Towns, with yes. things uh, that, that have things yes. as well. Now I have um, to say we're very fortunate in the sense that we're in a place where we don't have family around us at all, but we do have we don't have blood family, I should say, but we do have family that we've chosen and then have yeah. chosen us. Yeah. And so we are not on our own and we do have people that have invited us. Um, we had a lovely Thanksgiving, seven years, I think. Yeah. Seven years, not consecutively, mm. but seven years consecutively, almost yeah. consecutively. Yeah, almost. Seven years, almost consecutively with um with the same family we did one with my family yes once, family yeah. we we did host here once with your family which just comprised of adding two more people it wasn't like right. a big deal yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was still yeah. stressful um and then we do christmas sometimes with another family yeah who is our family um they're friends of ours and it's very lovely so yeah. it's nice to have something to look forward to when you don't have blood relatives in town but it's still it's sad to not i mean we went home to my family once for christmas 
and the kids are like, when are we going to go again? It's so hard because there's not a lot of time. It's far, you know, I would love to go home to a Christmas carnival or run a Christmas carnival or be in that. So I'm very jealous of these people and I yeah. can't wait to watch this because Christmas carnival, I mean, that's gotta be fun. Right. Yeah. And you know, the fact that this photojournalist is going to bring this reunion to light. I mean, maybe it's a long lost brother or something. I don't know why the picture is of a woman with two men. Yeah, that's not the same picture we looked at before. No, so but it's a different the, one. Di the so there has there? to be a cousin or a brother. Hopefully these guys aren't battling it out. I don't, oh, I don't think it's a love triangle. It would have said it's a no. love triangle on this. And Hallmark, if you're good, you would have said it's a love triangle. This guy sticks out like a sore thumb. I don't know what's he, going on there. <laughs> he's wearing a terrible Santa hat. He is wearing a, and a tie to match. Um, so know. this is our first black movie that we've watched as far as the Hallmark movies this year with black they, actors. They call it and um, the mahogany. Mahogany. Uh, and that's nice. Unfortunate. I don't know. It, it would be cool if they just uh, just mixed just it up of, enough to where it was a Hallmark have, movie. We didn't have to label the two different um, types of movies, but I think that, is that weird. That's weird that they call it mahogany, right? Well, I, I, think, I mean, I guess. No, I, I, th know. I think that um, I'm sure that if, you know, uh, we were of color, we, we would appreciate it. But at the same time, uh, it, how many have there does... been, though? This is the first one in Countdown to Christmas and we're almost at Christmas. They have a, no, well, but no, no, no. I just saw that there is a category. Yes, so, but they haven't been a part of the countdown to Christmas. Yeah, so I don't know. So there's. So why is um, it segregated? It's kind of weird. I'm sorry. Know. It's a little weird. Yeah. Hallmark, what are you doing? Oh, like, well, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe we need to, re before we jump okay, all over them. Sorry, I don't mean to we judge. Should, we should research what they're doing. And I, I think it's probably more progressive than we are making it out to be. I mean, they're making this effort. And, and who knows who is behind Mahogany? I'm sure... Um, you know, there's a whole oh, there's a um, whole section on the website on mahogany. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So anyway, um, so excited to see something uh, more. It's going to uh, be different. We haven't seen really a, a diverse cast since that movie. I did not like that was the low budget one. This one looks oh um, that with yes this that one's was very looking low pretty budget crisp with, yeah. from the um, pictures and yes it looks it looks beautiful. I can't yeah. wait to see the carnival and I'm very excited and I think the kids will like it too. So, um, I got some kissing jokes for you. Jokes. We've got jokes. We've got lots and lots of ha-has. I don't know. You oh were going to, you were going to do a thing for predictions. All right. So <laughs> I felt like you need a little intro to jokes. Um, yeah. You didn't like it, Let's huh? Let's just pretend that didn't happen. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me, let me. Kiss. Let me uh, just edit that out. Let, no, I mean we'll leave it in. <laughs> but let's um, uh, let me tell you some jokes that will oh, well, wipe he, the memories. He has away. moved the monitor away from me, so, you don't, so that I can't. The funny thing is, I can't read that far without my glasses on, so I can't really see right. better. These are um, kissing jokes, right. uh, for kids. For kids? Yeah. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Howard. Howard who? Howard, you like a big kiss. <laughs> I would love one. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. 
Who's there? Jimmy. Jimmy who? Jimmy a little kiss. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Where did you find that <laughs> Kissing kids 101? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, what do you good. give a Christmas tree with bad breath? What? Oh, I do know. I know this one. Okay. I know. I don't know. I'm not going to say. What? I don't know. What do you give a Christmas tree with bad breath? Ornaments. Oh. What were you thinking? I was going to say spearmints. Spearmints doesn't make, make no sense. Doesn't make any sense. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> Gum. Uh, pine. Pine mints. I, I know this one. <laughs> Christmas mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> Big tins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was the punchline to that one? <laughs> Ornaments. Ornaments. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Someone's a little punchy. <laughs> Next movie All right. is called. Oh, I have to open it up. A Christmas for the holidays. No, it's not. It's called Magic and Mistletoe. Yes. A Christmas for the holiday. <laughs> All right. Magic and Mistletoe. Harrington, about... Harrington is the author of a book series, but commercial success has left him a bitter recluse. As he returns to his hometown for an annual Christmas festival, he's joined by April, a publicist for the publishing house he works with. What? Yes. Okay, so again, he's going to a Christmas festival in his hometown. Like what? I want to go to a Christmas festival in my hometown. But I just said that we just, we didn't really have uh, anyone of color on most of the Hallmark things we watched. And now we have our first biracial relationship, it looks like. So... Oh, I know that guy. He's aged. All right. Okay. Harrington, I'm going to read this, mm -hmm. is the author of a popular book series but commercial success has left him a bitter recluse as he returns to his hometown for an animal christmas annual christmas festival celebrating his books well that's different he's joined by april a publicist for the major publishing house he works with april is there for damage control Ooh, see this is getting to the gritty of it after harrington's recent comments on social media have ruffled some feathers but as she gets to know him better hope springs that april can unlock harrington's guarded heart and help him rediscover the spirit of the holiday starring lindy greenwood and paul campbell wow see that gave more information there yes. okay so it's not just any christmas festival he has to go because it's a christmas festival celebrating his books He's joined by the publicist because, not just random, um, he, she's doing damage control on some social media things that he posted. So this is very topical. Very yeah. topical. So he said some things on the social meds. This festival is about his books. He can't mess this up. It's very high risk. And we talked about this in the last episode. There was no high risk in those movies. So it's very high risk. This one so has, yeah, this here. one we got it. We got yeah. uh, we, we have a plot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Predictions. 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 So um, 
here we go. Predictions for magic and mistletoe. First, now you can see clearly in this picture, we do have our first yes. interracial couple. Good for of you. The season. Yes, Hallmark. Beautiful black woman and this um, man. Young Caucasian man. Like, no, he's an older Caucasian uh, man, yeah. actually. Uh, so uh we see that uh okay so this thing about the social media i have a prediction already which oh, is this okay. it's not gonna be like he's gonna make something super offensive but he's mm -hmm. going to go he's gonna say first i bet he's a christmas writer yes he writes christmas yes. romance fiction agreed that type he said of thing. something negative about Christmas. Yes, he he downs yes. it. You know what? Christmas is really just a crock. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Bah humbug. Bah humbug. Yes. Christmas. I, I don't even like Christmas. Commercialism. Christmas yeah, ridiculous. commercialism is uh, Christmas is dead. Romance is dead. Yes. There's no such thing yes. as love on Christmas. Something like that. Yes. Right? And she's got to go, whoa, whoa, hold on. He doesn't really mean, of course, this is the guy who works. So she's mm. got to fix that and show him that. Uh, there is love in now christmas. see he has a guarded heart so why is he so bitter about christmas oh he's got baggage he definitely has some sort of baggage because it says that she unlocks hope springs that april can unlock his garden guarded heart and help him rediscover the spirit of the holiday so something happened he was jilted i don't know something negative happened whether it was with a love interest or a loved one. Maybe something happened in his family life, not having to do with a relationship in an intimate sense. So something happened that made him bah humbug. He's, and she is like, he's a, he has a guarded heart. Yeah. You can't get past that. This is very specific. He has a guarded heart. So something happened, possibly at Christmas, maybe had a breakup at Christmas. Maybe somebody died at Christmas. He's given off widow vibes to me. What do you think of the widow? Yeah. Oh, somebody died at Christmas. Oh, well, that's pretty, you know, yeah. so if he said something on social media, okay, that man's going through some things. Yeah. Okay. So give him a break. I'm sorry. I am a JK Rowling fan. Yeah. She said some things that irk some people. I can separate the writer from the person. And she said things that maybe got misconstrued, right? So you have this man who pro probably is writing about Christmas and then he goes on social media and says something negative about Christmas, we're mm -hmm. guessing, right? Okay, he still writes some darn good Christmas novels. Yep. So get with the program here. Don't listen to that stuff. Enjoy the Christmas novels if that's your thing because why ruin that for yourself? There's, there's like so much more in the world that yeah. You need to worry about. Don't worry about this guy saying stupid things about how he's making his living. Like, I don't know. It's just silly. So I'm glad she's going to bring him around. I think she's gonna. Yep. And it's going to spark more things in him. And he's going to be better for it. And Brian has now moved the monitor again. So I can't see his jokes, which I can't see anyways. So go for it with your jokes. All right. <laughs> um, hey. Where did the mistletoe mistakenly hit the person with his hockey stick? <laughs> Where did the mistletoe mistakenly hit the person with his hockey stick? Now, mind you, I didn't write this one or edit it. I'm going, this is right from a source here. Where did the mistletoe mistakenly hit the person with his hockey stick? Right in the kisser. 
Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I don't know why the hockey stick yeah. was necessary. Well, because it's like bam, right in the kisser. Like when so. you get what's Checked. that called? Slap, slap shot. Yeah. Like right in the face. Yeah, that would hurt. So, yeah. you know, no, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, what looks like half a mistletoe leaf? I don't know what looks like my half of a mistletoe leaf. The other half of the mistletoe leaf. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. They are kind of identical. Yeah. Although it's hard to draw. I've tried it. Yeah. Um. So, I forgot that this was about mistletoe. Yeah. What about... What about magic in the mistletoe will probably figure into a story that he, he wrote about it. Maybe he's writing about mistletoe, the history of mistletoe and yeah. Oh, so here's be. the thing. So they're good. Yeah. If he's writing about mistletoe, then, then that's his thing. Then they're going to find themselves under some mistletoe and he's going to be like, wah, wah. like he's going to totally spoil the moment because it's going to be so atypical he's just gonna be like yeah okay what do you think no <laughs> i'm alone on this yeah. it's totally gonna happen because All i right. see it you know what i mean like yeah. it's like his thing right and they're gonna end up behind and it's gonna be like too cheesy he's gonna be like whatever and especially if he has some baggage you know you don't just go oh mistletoe i have baggage and possibly somebody that i lost that i'm grieving but there's mistletoe so hey you know what i'm saying yeah I understand. yeah now you're not feeling it though it's magic in the mistletoe could be um, oh wow he's not listening no I... <laughs> <laughs> sorry I was, that's gonna be another little I was jilted part. one christmas that's good well, you were oh <laughs> tell me more what were you no Oh, he's making stuff up now. So, yeah, we're going to do a segment called He's Not Listening. And he totally wasn't listening to most of that. <laughs> I I was researching my next joke. Because you, oh, you cut I me forgot. off. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a Christmas joke coming, folks. Yeah. Here we go. And I had one locked and loaded. And then I was I like, well, it. let me just. Oh, you kept looking. Scroll. And so, oh. okay, I got one. Oh, here yeah. we go. Hit me uh, with your best joke. How much does uh, do they charge Santa <laughs> to park his sleigh and his reindeer? What? How much do they charge Santa to park his sleigh and his reindeer? And his reindeer. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said his sleigh and his reindeer. No, his what? sleigh and his reindeer. All right. How much do they charge Santa? To park his sleigh and his reindeer. Yeah. I don't know how Nothing. much. Nothing. It's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was good. Yeah. I like it. It's on the house. So, uh, I, I think say, we... I thought you were going to say a couple of shingles. Oh. Hey. Yeah. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shillings. No. Shillings. Shillings, shingles, no. a couple of shingles. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no. Now, um, so, <laughs> so it's it's Thursday night. Yep. And the feeling's right. And we're gonna watch these two movies right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
And we're back. We just watched two episodes in the same evening, which is rare for us. Oh, well, aren't they just episodes? Yes, I suppose so. And we're here with Skywalker the Kitten, who is highly medicated and uh, keeps on falling off the couch. And she just got uh, fixed today. Uh, just a reminder from Hall Sharks to have your dog or cat spayed or neutered. Spayed or neutered. Um, and uh, yeah, it was kind of a interesting day. Um, we dropped off this cat in the morning. And uh, interestingly enough, I had an uncle that passed uh, a little... Uh, uh, Almost a year. More than a year ago, right? No. Less than a year ago. How would I say it? Yeah, well, you were. It was less, after Christmas. It was, yeah, Christmas yeah. Day. We were there. And this is when I was visiting him last year. Was this time, and he had a cat that was, um, you know, he cared about a lot, and the cat was already being taken care of by the Niantic Animal Hospital here in Connecticut, and. When we brought Sky to get fixed today, Karen got to meet my uncle's cat. Yuli. Uh, Yuli is uh, thriving and is has been adopted as the hospital cat or one of the hospital wow, cats, yes. and lives at the Niantic Animal Hospital. So it was kind of sweet for her to see Yuli and see Yuli was there. And um, we were invited to come see Yuli whenever we want. Oh, that's very nice. nice. And the vets that were there not only knew my uncle, but also knew my grandparents um, because one of the vets had been there for many, many years. We had the good fortune to go to Hartford today and we watched the Hartford Pops do a concert that had some Cirque du Soleil in it and it was fantastic. Um, it remind you know what it reminded me of? What? When you were on the Lyra tour, yes. just like a hot, just a, a holiday show mm-hmm. that, you know, and sometimes you guys had orchestration. Oh yeah. We with, uh, you know, with your thing as well. And it's just nice to go to a holiday show this time of year. And it's been years since I've we've been to any kind of holiday show, whether it be a play or a musical or an event. But I just think it's it's something I love to do. You know, I've never been to Radio City, but I've always wanted to. Um, but we've done some other things over the years. We, we've seen It's a Wonderful Life, the radio show. You know, I've gone to the Christmas Carol in the past. Um, so just... Yeah, it's just it's just nice. It's cozy to see something live. Um, this time it was, of year. and it was it was nice to have the conductor say, you know, let's give a shout out to live performances and live yeah. music. Um, that I think is important too. And the pops are probably hurting. You know how many young people are are getting their season tickets? Like your mom mentioned that she always got season tickets for for her and your and your dad. So. I hope it's coming back. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's really something. And they're so good. Yeah. Not a, a 
a bad note in the group, man. Like it was just such a spot on performance. And I tell you what, I have not been feeling well. And sometimes going out in a holiday crowd is very, I get, I get anxiety when I have to go in a holiday crowd and we had to, you know, travel an hour to go and see the show and we had the kids with us and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was definitely, there was a ton of people. There were people, uh, you know, coughing and (laughs) hacking and there were some people wearing masks for COVID and stuff. So, you know, I started, my mind started going there, you know, and I'm there in the crowd and I'm just kind of, you know, little, little, uh, anxious as the show kind of began, but man, when that show began, oh, it's just, it was in my happy place. Uh, as soon as we, it started going, it was just so good. And, um, and the Cirque performers were, were awesome. So anyway, that was our holiday day and it was in close to my hometown today. Um, and you know who I saw in my, close to my hometown? Nobody. Ah. Nobody. Can you imagine going to, uh, where you're from? Oh, I see people all the time. You went to, you know, the, uh, the Carnegie library that's right by where, you are has a theater there yep. right can you imagine going over to that theater i would uh, see I would, it'd be like going to the walmart here yeah it's, and all the people that we see here that you yeah. know like it's i would see so many people but i can go see a, a show in my hometown and not see anybody uh in hartford anyway um i was uh you know i had my eyes open to see if i would bump into somebody, maybe an old music teacher or something might make it there, but not the case. Uh, and it was a theater that I performed at as a kid, as a member of the inter-elementary choir, got to do a show at the Bushnell. So anyway, let's get into these movies. Christmas with a Kiss. This was the... Um first mahogany Mahogany. movie that i think there have been others this season but um, first one on the calendar. first one on the calendar that we've seen um and uh it was uh it was fun i um think uh the title of the film is about as generic as they get i don't know i still don't understand a kiss was not part of the plot at all no not not really i mean there's always a There's always kissing at the, you can't, yeah, it'd be like, I don't know, Christmas with uh, lots of Christmas trees, or it it just didn't have any. uh, Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand it. I didn't even remember the name of it until we were about to do this. And yeah, didn't make any sense to me. However, I I have to keep on saying my favorite joke from the Frasier episode of, of that, that, that did Hallmark spoof, uh, a Christmas for the holidays. <laughs> um, I do have to say, though, it was fun. We started watching this during dinner. We had a late dinner with the kids because we were coming back from Hartford. But it was fun. We just kind of put it on, didn't give them an explanation. And um, there's a love triangle. Right? Yeah, we there's, all pick teams. There's a love triangle. So we were picking teams on who we were rooting for. Were we going to root? Were we rooting for the journalists? Or were we rooting for the, you know, high school boyfriend and hold it on was one second fun. we're getting, about to get 11 chimes oh, we're recording this in our living room where we have uh, a lovely seth thomas antique clock which will ring 
on the hour. Thanks for winding that recently. And uh, it is 11 o'clock. Well, actually, it's 11.07. We're a little behind right now. We're always behind. But we got a whole 11 chimes to ring out here. Oh, my goodness. Happy New Year, everybody. We're partially there. There we go. Sorry, go ahead with the love triangle. So, love triangle. And everybody picked their teams. and, And as the... As the movie went on, you know, a guy, uh, the journalist would do this and we'd say, see, he's the guy. And everyone would argue their point. And then, and then the, uh, then the old high school flame, he would do something and and it was fun. They was smart in the way that they either wrote it and or shot it, but they had each one of those gentlemen, uh, their intro I think they try to throw us with their introductions because the high school sweetheart was more charming when first yeah. meeting him. Well, yeah. And they made the what would end up being the the real love interest. They made him a little douchey at he the very was beginning. Very, yeah. Um, yeah. He so, came right off and was like, "Your job doesn't matter." <laughs> so I think they were trying to throw us. Yeah, it was a red herring. And sure. try to get us on the side of one or the other, and then, um, but then they switch it very quickly. We find out that the fireman. Um, well, yeah, character, he is a fireman too. Yes. That's uh, right. <clears throat> Which, you know, is another, like, charming thing. Of course, who's not going to root for a fireman, right? Over the guy who works in, like, you know, the uh, media, you know? Right. So, um, that was uh, Dez, right? Was the um, uh, guy who works for the media. And uh, Fletcher was the guy. Fletcher was the fireman. Who was the the fireman. Alliteration. Fletcher fireman. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And and the backstory there was they had some history because uh, Fletcher kind of jilted our girl uh, in in high school. He left her hanging high and dry and kind of ghosted her and never called her. And she hasn't really seen him since. So he has an explanation for what happened and they start hanging out. She throw, He throws his dad under the bus. Well, my yeah, dad my said dad I had said, to quit you and focus on my focus studies. Focus on the studies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Likely story. I'm sure that's exactly what he did. And he studied so hard he became a fireman. Oh, how dare you? No, I'm just saying. You know. Like... Right. He wasn't going to an Ivy League school or something. Yes. Like, he didn't become a doctor or a lawyer, you know? Like, it's... I I didn't mean to nix any fireman fight by any case whatsoever, but it was just a funny... And he could have gone to fire college, for all I know, because he had said he had just moved back to town. Because there was a position that had opened. Yeah, and that's position. where his parents lived. So, so maybe no he's like a forensic specialist that went to a very prestigious, um, you know, fire college. It was interesting, though, because she was definitely into him, you know, um, and he's the long lost, you know, flame. And she was definitely, definitely, there was something there and she was very into him. But oh, and they're both, you know, when you're like in, they're both in their early to mid 30s. Right. You know. So in your early to mid thirties in these movies, sometimes you're like this sort of uh, whoa! Oh my gosh, this cat! <laughs> cat just fell off the couch. Keeps again. on falling off this couch. <laughs> Come on, kitty! You're like okay. on purpose. Shake it off. 
she's kind of doing I it on purpose. I don't know when these drugs are going to wear off, but oh it's kind of ludicrous right now. Um, so, so anyway, you know, it's like that moment where, okay, it, it's like you're you're hotter than you were when you were younger because you got things figured out. You're you're a fully formed. You're like fully formed two, fireman. Two fully formed adults. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay, so yeah, they're definitely into each other, but then he starts setting off the, you know, the uh, red flags. Yeah, I don't want kids. I don't want kids. Um, I just want to have some fun. I, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to settle down at this point. Which all the, yeah, that those are the anti-Hallmark alarms. Yes. Right? Yes. And well, like you said, she's in her 30s and she's going, ah, you know, they had set up from the beginning that she was in the you know the dating pool and had been doing this for quite some time and had been around the block with a a lot of different things that even resorted to online dating that backfired big time in her face and um and so you know she was just ready for something more permanent and she realized that she realized that which was interesting because there's a joke in the beginning well it wasn't a joke it was kind of sad but we made it a joke she was, I believe it was a, she met a man online and they were on their maybe third date and had coffee and then lunch. And now we were sitting down for dinner and he was late. They both had something very urgently they wanted to discuss with each other. And it was a very cute setup. And he said, you go first. And she invites him home to meet her family for the holidays. And grandpa started, maybe it was great grandpa but maybe it was grandpa started this carnival that the family has run for years and years. And it's this big tradition and no pressure, but love for you to come home with me and meet the family and, and the coffee and the carnival coffee shop partner says, and he says, Oh, well, um, uh, thing I was going to tell you was I'm going back to my wife. <laughs> She's like, What do you mean your wife? Oh, I didn't tell you I was married. Yeah, we're, we've been separated. And all this time I've been spending it with you just made me realize how much I love her. And then I just want to get back with her. So thank you. And um, see ya. And it was just appalling. You know, we, we thought it was funny later, but it's just one of those things that just a real nightmare, right? Nightmare scenario. So the journalist guy, um, you know, ends up, seeming like the right guy but then he's there on behest of the family um and i guess he approached the family because he's going to write this article about the town and christmas mm -hmm. and everything and little did anyone know that his publisher wanted to make it a sort negative. of a negative piece. um blow up piece where he would take down the town and the family and Christmas and make it all about how everything is terribly commercial and blah, blah, blah. And he goes as far as to write the article and lo and it's behold, a draft. it was a draft. your typical hallmark, uh, miscommunication or misunderstanding. Uh, she finds that version of the article and everyone is, you know, kicking this guy to the curb. And for a moment, they try to make you think, oh, well, she's going with she's the, going back the to high Fletcher. school guy, going back to Fletch. So, Fletch um, lives. anyway, she, he ends up, and do you think, well, let me get to it first. 
he delivers her the correct article for Christmas, which is all about how, you know, wonderful the family is and wonderful Christmas is and wonderful the town is and everything he learned by being with her and, you know, beautiful color shots of all the things. And I knew it in the box when the box showed up to the house that he had an iPad in there. That was so weird. Now, she grabbed the iPad and went, do you think she was going, thank you for the article, here's your iPad back? Or did he spring for an iPad for her for Christmas? I don't know, but you know what? I don't know about the iPad, but the weird thing was, was when she opened the box, it was open. It wasn't on power save. Like she opened the box and it looked like a, like a pic. It was her on the cover. Yes. However, no, that was all cleverly devised by him. The box was wrapped in such a way that the, that the cover of the box was wrapped and then the inset of the box was wrapped. So you could take off the box without really unwrapping the present. Right. And then, um, yeah, he had just knocked on the door. So you think he so literally he was He went like... into settings. He <laughs> took off sleep mode. Okay. And he took off Slot. the lock factor. Okay. That's, no, that's not hard to do. So, yeah, he okay. wanted her to open it up. <clears throat> it looked like a magazine. But yeah. this is whether or not he, like, went in 1500 on this. On this oh, 1500 uh... What if it was just his old iPad? <laughs> you know we, we yeah. have one we have one i gladly give that to somebody <laughs> i don't know it was a nice case and a stylist and... okay well he's a journalist he yeah maybe he has the dough he's a single guy hey stop it yeah so uh, he does have the yeah night who lives in a nice brownstone in new york city um brooklyn in, in brooklyn, brooklyn yeah yeah so uh she ends up going all the way to his brownstone to see him of course of course he leaves he leaves town yes you know sorry for everything that i've done you are the epitome of christmas you and your family how dare i here's the real article and have a great life and he leaves town goes back to new york so yes so so here's a change she has to go running after him as opposed to the man always like running to the airport, running, yep. the, you know, she's now going running after him and she runs all the way to uh, Brooklyn from wherever this little upstate area is where her family lives and, um, you know, brings him back. Yeah. And so, but, but my favorite part is she's in front of the brownstone and she's saying, Oh my gosh, you wrote the article. It's so wonderful. You know, I just came here to tell you and, my daughter, oh, I was so proud. She had locked and loaded a little joke in her head. And she goes, I'm just here to tell you that you made me remember that I love my husband. <laughs> yeah, that I love. And I'm going back call to my back. husband. Yes. Um, yes. That was like it initially funny. happened to her yeah. on the call. That was, that was, uh, that was a night. Nice, that was a tight joke. Yeah. For, uh, for a 13 year old. Yeah. 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 That was good. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, man. so we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Um, go mahogany. Uh, I believed their relationship because they did have the animosity towards each other from the beginning. Because basically, right when they first met, he found out that she was a um, what do they call those people? She was an influencer. Influencer, yes. yeah. And so he's like, "Oh, you have a job that doesn't matter." <laughs> like he just comes, and she's like, "Oh." what now yeah and so they get off on the wrong foot like right away 
which was hilarious, you know? And, um, influencer rubs me the wrong way too. Uh, I'm, it's just kind of, eh. You can't judge somebody for their job. If they're making money. If they're making doing, money. You know, if people are. But when your sign off is blowing a kiss to the camera. Oh, is that it? Know. Is that what she was doing? Yeah, you you were That's into the crocheting. Christmas with a kiss. Oh. Duh. <laughs> I missed it because I was crocheting. <laughs> well, there you go. Where Satan doesn't make sense and then you bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was kind of her thing then. Well, I recant. Hey, speaking Wait, of recant. You have a recant. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to all the bald Santas in the world mm. when I said during the last podcast that your parents had a ceramic Santa that while it might have been uh, not in the you know correct time period kneeling at the foot of the baby Jesus, I yeah, that said was not your biggest qualm. That was not my biggest qualm. <laughs> I also well, not. I just thought it was weird that he had this this gleaming bald head as he held his, you know, hat in hand uh, visiting. Well, my mom liked the gloss. Um, so I was watching my favorite Christmas movie, one of my favorite Christmas movies, Elf, and Ed Asner bald. bald. Mm-hmm. Then I sh- I turned on Year Without a Santa Claus. Uh, you know, the Mickey Rooney uh, voiced claymation Santa Claus. He pops off his head. Hat. Bald. His, yeah. his, his hat. His, yeah, head. not his head. He didn't pop off his head. Although those, those probably would have totally popped off pretty quickly version, yes. um, with the uh, clay. So, <clears throat> speaking of which, so I did a little. that thought, so you're apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry I said that Santa shouldn't be bald. I guess he's bald. Sometimes, or he can be bald. I don't understand. That can be. And though he's not, if he's Kurt Russell, he's not. But... I tell you what, I like my sins with hair on their heads. <laughs> After all that, oh my gosh! It's, it's like, like you you pray to the to the baby Jesus, the Christmas Jesus. Right, right. <laughs> no, it's just like uh, uh, what the Donald Trump likes his uh, his veterans uh, not captured. Oh, I like God. my Santas. Not bald. Why would you have to bring that up? Look, it's just a thing. So, um, hey, this was a good flick. Uh, Let me talk about the actors for a second. Um, So, uh, Michelle Morgan, who played Mona. Oh, she's good. Mona. Do you want to know why she's good? Why is she so good? Was she on Supernatural? Well, yeah, for an ep. I see. Of course, she see. Yeah, she had. Does, an, she, does she have some horror background? Does she no. do some horror movies? What is she's something? A soap, she's a soap opera. She was Portia on one episode of Supernatural. Okay. Soap opera, yes. Young and the Restless. Ooh. Ten years and running. Whoa, oh, she's still on it. Seven hundred and ninety-nine episodes. Whoa, girl knows what she's doing. Yep. Let me tell you. She has played both Hillary Curtis and Amanda Sinclair on The Young and the Restless. Oh, I wonder if they are like evil uh, alternative personalities or something. You know, they want to do that stuff. I love it. Yeah. Well, good for her. Well, let me tell you. This was my first Mahogany film, and um, I didn't didn't know any of the actors. Fabulous. I thought they they all did a great job. 
It was an intriguing story. It was well shot. It wasn't like I was a little concerned it was going to be a little low budget. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with mahogany. You know, this is the only one in the countdown so far, and we only have a handful left. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by everything. Everything was was one hundred percent for me. So, go mahogany. So then we've got our firefighter, um, Fletcher. Fletcher. And uh, he is from Toronto. Okay. And didn't hear any aboats. Yeah. Uh, grew up um, impersonating Michael Jackson. Oh. You know, that's how we sort of. As you do sometimes. Got yeah. into his love of performing. Uh, but, you know, he's done uh, a few other Christmas uh, Christmas party crashers, meeting Mr. Christmas, a chestnut family Christmas nice. where he played Kyle Chestnut, Merry Little Christmas Baby. Um, so he's done a bunch of Christmas oh. movies and then a bunch of thrillers, too. He's in a thriller called Hypnotic and another one called, um, oh, is it, he's in a TV series called Ruthless. Whoa, Ruthless. He's got 64 episodes under his uh, belt. Wow. Go Fletcher. Yeah, he's Agent Brian Rollins. Oh. And Ruthless. So um, <laughs> there you go. Um, and okay. now okay. the other uh, love, the one who ended up being the right oh, guy. the right guy. He's the one that is, you know, has a fantasy career for me. When you look at his creds, mm. um, oops, I popped into his bio. Um, here we go. He is on, um, since up until last year, was on Star Trek Discovery. Nice. 2017 to 2022. Um, he was on 39 episodes. He is Lieutenant R.A. Bryce and then Lieutenant Commander R.A. Bryce. So, um, he's also in, we have not seen the, uh, man from Toronto, which is a movie with Woody Harrelson and Kevin Hart that was on Netflix. Oh, right. Right. And you know, the trailer looked good. We never watched it yet, but I imagine that is where his relationship with, um, Woody Harrelson might have started because very recently he was starring in a, I believe, a Broadway play um, directed by Woody Harrelson. Wow. <coughs> Didn't know Woody directed Broadway. Well, Woody can do whatever he wants. That's true. Yeah. He's Woody. But would he? <laughs> what I liked about his... He's going to hear that later and laugh, guys. He's not listening. Uh-huh. Would he? Would he or wouldn't he? Uh... Um, yeah. Actually, I had the joke kind of in my head. As oh, I, and I let you? it go. Yeah. So, anywho. <laughs> um, he was a musical guy growing up. He did uh, Sound of Music, Oliver oh. Twist, Grease, Wizard of Oz. Um, but his he landed a role in high school that really sparked him playing Will in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the play. You they know. did a play. Wow. Mm -hmm. But most recently, he played Frankie, the lead in Bullet for Adolf, a play written and directed by Woody Harrelson. 
Huh. Written too. Wow. Yeah. Go Woody. So I wonder if it's about, I don't know, killing Hitler. Is that what that's about? I don't know. Um, so those were the three mains and I think we're ready to go on. Let me just check our time here to our next film. Yeah, we're right up at the mark. Nice. All right. We'll be back in a moment and we will talk about mistletoe, missy toe alley, missile. I'm a missile. For the love of God, please May, give me the answer. <laughs> Missy, the mistletoe uh, mustache. Magic in mistletoe. Magic in mistletoe. We'll be back. And we're back to talk about magic in mistletoe. Magic in mistletoe. Full disclosure, I had to step away from the film <laughs> to put our daughter down. And Karen was busy crocheting. She had a sleeping cat on top of her. And when I she thought, wasn't falling off the couch. Yeah. And I, and I thought, yeah. uh, you know what? Why don't you keep going with us and catch me up? So You didn't miss much. I didn't miss much. I, I wasn't feeling this one. In that time, I will tell you, I fell completely asleep on our daughter's bed. Yeah, I figured because you never, I knew she was not long for the world and yet you were in there quite some time. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. This one, I recognize the guy. He definitely has done some stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Hallmark staples. Just, yes, absolutely. Nothing wrong with the acting. I just didn't really get into the relationship much. Um, Here's the premise. He is a writer, and and Shay stayed up for a little bit of this um, before I made her go to bed, because she probably would have just sat there and devoured the whole thing. Um, it, there was a lot of parallelisms to Harry, Harry Potter, Potter. Okay, yeah. so this man wrote. It's called Magic in Mistletoe because he's from a town called Mistletoe. He is a well was a young author who started writing a series, a book series about mistletoe. And three friends, the the what were they called? The mistletoes. Yeah, the three. Instead of the three Christmasers. The Christmasers, yes, yeah. the Christmasers. So, um, him and his two friends, and <laughs> basically, he took his entire hometown and wrote like a tween novel, something that tweens enjoy, but adults enjoy it too. And it's all based on Christmas, and a Christmas is a Christmas fairy. It's just like a really hot book, right? And it's, it becomes a series. Well, he published the first one when he was 18 years old. So he's been raking in the funds from this ever since. Then we find out he actually wrote the first chapter, or what would be the first chapter, when he was 12. Okay, so he's obviously a very talented young man. And uh, But tragically, he lost both parents separately, but it's just he, he has no family anymore. His mom was so into Christmas and now this hometown of his has developed into kind of like a homage to this series of books. He has a mansion there, you know, private gates, all that fun stuff that comes with money. But I don't think he hangs out there much. And he's kind of gotten bitter to the fact that Christmas is so commercialized, especially when it comes to his series. And it's all about making the money and the town is all about making the money off of him. And it's just turned him off so much so that he comments on social media 
that Christmas is bull and it's all commercialism and now he's about to be canceled. Are we already feeling sorry for this mega millionaire? Oh, I didn't feel sorry for him at all. I think that was part of the problem is I didn't feel sorry for him at all. Um, So he ends up getting, um, uh, you know, there's a publicist assigned to him from, from his agency whose job is to clean up this mess because they're afraid he's going to be canceled. The big deal is, is his final book of the series is set to be released at Christmas. And he makes this comment just before that's about to happen, right? So it's really bad timing. So this uh, publicist assigned to him, this young uh, lady who did a, a great job, she threatens to sue him for breach of contract if he doesn't go back to his hometown of mistletoe and do this kind of in-town tour of all their festivities a lot of parallelism with the last movie too yeah going back home um having a festival of activities at Mm -hmm. christmas time you know all these kind of parallel themes mistletoe kissing yes 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 they're so i felt like it was a great double feature was there a mistletoe moment in the movie where the people mistletoe? ended up under the mistletoe at any point no we would have lost the bingo card on that one had we yes. made that prediction i don't did know we if we make did the prediction? i don't think we're we we with it when we're doing predictions that night i don't rough. know but you know what you did though you did say you mentioned jk when we were I talking about jk yeah. when we were talking about I look. Uh, authors mm-hmm. who um you know, recant things yeah. who make mistakes and come out and yeah. lo and behold, it was someone that was doing a JK type of a mm-hmm. thing. So you were mm-hmm. on the nose with that one. So this guy, yeah, he does. He ends, he ends up coming home um, and he's doing the tour thing around town and everybody's loving that he's back and they're advertising that he's back and he's going to do all these separate talks and panels and whatnot. And so it's upping the tourism for the time being and the town desperately needs that. And so he's kind of enjoying himself. And then he has this ridiculous fight with the publicist because she's, you know, says we were never really going to sue you. You know, that right? that would be terrible publicity. And he gets so mad. I thought just the wrong sort of mad like it right. was just too much way then, too much you know and you're telling me about this i i didn't get to see that scene but i'm thinking you're mad because your relationship was built on you thinking that she was gonna sue you yeah yeah exactly. you're mad that she's i thought it was an honest suing that was about to happen yeah I yeah. thought it was a sincere suing. I can't believe you lied to me about it suing me. sincere suing. How yeah. dare you? Yeah, it was just, it was ridiculous. Then it turns out it's a whole trust issue. He doesn't like to be lied to. It was about so the lying. Is, uh, did his, because I did get to see what happened when he saw a Christmas tree and stockings oh, God, in his yeah. house. That was much worse. And that was a worse meltdown? Yeah, that was a big But it was a very, meltdown. I don't know, a I told you no trees. I told you no trees. <laughs> and then he went crying uh, and he bit his pillow. Uh, I What? He, <laughs> it was a beautiful tree, by the way. You know, and by the end of the movie, you know, he does his speech at the end. And I, I made a joke. I told you no microphones. <laughs> that was funny. I like that you one. Know, we had uh, fun. Boy, we had fun with this double feature. Um, speaking of trees, there was no rot in either. I had my head in crochet, but... 
there was no rot in either movie that we watched tonight, as far as I can tell. So, um, and, and yet beautiful trees. So thank you for that homework. Um, so yes, in the end, he does kind of turn himself around. He is a very eloquent speaker and he digs himself out of some holes. Of course, eventually somebody does have to address the elephant in the room and ask him about his social media post. And he comes out and he owns it and he apologizes. He said, I was in a bad place. I'm sorry I offended people. I'm sorry I offended my hometown. I, that was not my intention. I was in a really, really bad place. I did a silly, stupid thing. And the next time I'm in a bad place, I'll make sure to put my phone down. <laughs> it's like, yeah. there, I mean, really, what more could you say, right? Yeah. What more could you say? Good on you. And everybody kind of chuckles and, and moves on. And so, yeah, so he does kind of redeem himself by the end. But did I care for this rich man who had everything? And yes, he doesn't have his family. I'm really sorry about that. But, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, he does end up hooking up with the publicist. She made him enjoy Christmas again. Yeah. You know, and see the way and put the tree out and uh, just made made life worthwhile again. She so, ends up being okay. uh, confessing to be a super fan of his books and series. Um, and but really puts up with all of his little baby tantrums. Yeah. No point. Oh, that's that's her job though. Yeah. But at no point was she like, you know what? I'm, I'm a good person. And I never like, she never really gives him any, um, it's, it's, it's like he's coddled the whole. No, she did. She did give him what for once. Oh, did you see that when, uh, when he, I think it was in the first, yeah, it was in the first conversation when he was like, oh, you lied to me about suing me. And she went, look, do you think I want to be here? Right. I'm missing Christmas with my mom. We find out that her dad has passed away. It's been several years. And since her dad has passed, she's come home and snuggled with her mother and watched Hallmark cookies, uh, Hallmark, <laughs> eaten cookies and watched Hallmark movies with mom every single Christmas mm -hmm. since dad has passed. And so she's like, I don't want to be here. Like I'm here to save you. Right. I'm here to do my job and save you when I should be with my mom right now. And so, you know what? Suck it up buttercup. Let's get to work and make this happen. And then it does kind of slowly start to sink into him and he realizes the error of his ways. <laughs> and then of course, at the end, mom shows up, in mistletoe and surprises her and they have Christmas together because um, after all, because she comes to where she is working and she's so surprised to see her mother and so excited. And at one point the mom says, well, I have to thank, so, you know, I got I got to thank him for this. And she's like, what are you talking about? And mom says, you think I could afford a last minute ticket on Christmas? Mm. He called and set this whole thing up. Right. So you're like, oh, okay. Um, so he does have something going. There's for another him. parallelism with the other film, the the Christmas of the Kiss, in that they uh, the 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 male uh, the hero hooks up a veteran, not a veteran, but a service person to yeah. get home uh, to the Okay, yeah, we still don't know. They didn't really tell us that story, right? Did I miss it? Well, it was that he had, his father was connected in the Some military. Some kind of big time connections where they established <clears throat> that 
that the um the lead's sister has two kids and a husband who's in the navy and they find out of course that he was supposed to come home on leave for the holiday and it wasn't going to happen it's a big deal the kids are depressed I mean, this storyline just goes on and on yeah. and on for days. And we knew, we looked at each other right away and said, oh, he's coming home, right? Well, he's coming home only because somebody made a phone call right. and called my boss. And, you know, my my commander said I had to go right away. And like, who has that power? Yet another um, parallelism. There was a, a, an off mention in the second film, the one that we're talking about now. A, a guy says, well, I'm not deployed right now and I get to be home for the holidays. So there's like this, um, you know, military mm -hmm. theme. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that Hallmark has a big military audience. And, yes, um, absolutely. Getting absolutely. those in hey, there. Hey, tonight at the Bushnell, they mentioned Hallmark. They did? Yeah, you missed it. I looked over at you and you you weren't paying attention. I think you were looking at the exits or something at the time. But it, I think it was the conductor. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the conductor who said thank the time you. I wasn't settled in yet. <laughs> you weren't you weren't quite settled. I'm like emergency exit number one. <laughs> emergency exit number two. I totally um, was doing that at um, one point. I know. I, I know. I saw you doing it. But but in your defense, they did have a dual announcement about take a look at the emergency, you know, the off chance of an emergency, take a look at the exits. And then they said it again in a different VO. And I was like, okay, can we stop talking about the emergency? But in any case, it was right at the beginning. The conductor came out and greeted us. And then he, he said, thank you for coming out, especially during the holidays. We know that it's a busy time of year for all of you. I mean, hello, here we are almost a week before Christmas. And you chose to come and see us rather than sitting home and watching Hallmark movies. He said it. Right, I looked yeah. at you and you were counting the exits. Um, but it was, it was a little nod to, you know, yeah, because that's what we do. That's what we've been doing, but not tonight. Tonight first, we went to the Bushnell and saw the pops with Cirque du Soleil. And then we watched two Hallmark movies. We were able to fit it all in tonight. So go us, go us. Well, let's get to some of these actors. Um, starting with April who is played by Lindy Greenwood. Lindy Greenwood did. Do you remember the series Sleepy Hollow? Oh, yeah. And we got into that for we a heartbeat. Did. We were in that since that for a minute, yeah. That I didn't realize that lasted from 2013 to 2017. Yeah, we didn't watch it for that long, but... Yeah, I did know it was on longer than we, we gave it credit for. Sure. We were into it for a minute. Wasn't it like Ichabod Crane or was something Ichabod, was yeah. like in it, but he was like working for the detective agency. Yeah. And so anyway, she was Jenny Mills in that for 57 episodes. She was in uh, the La Femme Nikita series. Ooh, um, okay. She played Sonia for um, 41 episodes. So she was probably, uh, you know, badass like killer you know nikita girl mm -hmm. you know that story yes yeah. um uh -huh. they've done like two or three movies out yes, of it in a series yeah. and whatnot um <coughs> and uh she was in a movie called every time a bell rings oh 
little nods it's a wonderful life so she's got a few of these christmas movies and of course always a little bit of horror she was in a tales of the dark side episode another movie called into the dark so uh that's lindy then we have the i was going through the christmas tears and oliver rice is the you know, the blonde yes, guy with was, goatee. He kind of yes. reminds me of the guy in um, Walking Dead that's yes. his, half his face is burned yes. off by Megan. You know, like what he would have looked like yes. had he not had his face melted off. Um, but it's not that actor. It's an actor that was in Firefly Lane for a few, five okay, episodes. I saw that. Uh, Riverdale, he's done a few. Um, so that was him. And then the, um, the girl... Uh, who was one of the hmm. Christmas tears. Yes. Um, she didn't have anything too exciting, although she did do a series recently <laughs> called Mr. D, which I oh, thought was kind of funny because that's, that's fun. what the kids call me at school. And they call me that <clears throat> sometimes too. Yes. And they call me Mrs. D because yeah. Um, so, okay. Now we know this guy, uh, Paul Campbell is a big Hallmark guy. Oh, yeah. He was one of the three wise men and a baby. Oh, okay. yes. But, I mean, the nine kittens of Christmas, the sta- oh, Santa yeah. Stakeout, Christmas by Starlight, Holiday Hearts, Christmas Coincidence. Um, so there's they just go on and on. Um, but his coolest... Um, Credit. Mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Which we were very into. Very into. The short-lived series from 2004 to 2006. Um, he was Wait. in 25 episodes of that. 25 episodes. So he was one of the main... And you know what? When I look at him, he's very familiar uh, from that. So um, I think he is one of the main people on, you know... Battling it out no. against the Cylons. I don't think he was a Cylon. I think he was one of the, you know, people who were battling the Cylons. Wow. Um, yeah. That was such a cool series. That was such a cool series. And then you, did, you found out that. during the series that some people were Cylons yes, and didn't know they were Cylons. didn't and, know oh. who or what. Man, that was so good. Yep. One more, one more, one more. Um, so... That was uh, Magic in the Mistletoe. Yeah. Hey, we did it. We did it. Um, you know, these. this was a great double feature. It had similar themes. I think it worked out well, and the, and the kids the kids were enjoying them. Well, you know what? I am, because we are still catching up, and we got a lot more of these to watch. They are seeming burdensome on December. What date is it now? Oh, today um, it's, it's technically going 16th. into yeah it's going into the 17th and all right so it's the 16th minutes. and we only got so much time until christmas i haven't watched white christmas yet um mm. i haven't the seen night before um yeah the night before i haven't watched you have watched elf about 12 times though. yeah but that's what the kid the kids love elf and and i i'll never say no 
if anyone wants to put Elf on, I'm, I'm down for watching Elf. Um, but there's just like this list of the movies that you want to watch this time of year. And um, we got to put them off for a little bit, you know. Yeah, but we're, but we're doing well. We got time. But we're doing well. And we're, we got time and we're going to catch up. And right now. Speaking of which, yes. I'm going to pause you for a second because I was going to get into this earlier. And I was getting too sidetracked in my thoughts. But I, this is a little thing, and I put it out on our uh, social meds today as something I discovered with my child this morning. Watching Year Without a Santa Claus with yes. um, oh, my yes. uh, six-year-old. And I'm watching it on AMC on my 1080p TV. And I'm telling Karen as I'm walking in and out, going to the kitchen, I'm like, this looks really weird. Because a 1080p TV is trying to like correct what was stop motion back then. And there's like these weird trails going on and stuttered. It looks like worse. I mean, stop motion, you know, can be problematic. Um, although you, you know, you do your suspension of disbelief and you go, okay, well, this is claymation and they did it in, in photography. So like, it's not going to be perfect. You know, it's kind of cool to watch it like that, but this made it look like it was, you know, my eyes were getting tired because it was like very jerky and the, the things were like in trails. And then I thought about it. I was like, I bet this is one of those things where you need to adjust the screen to go back to what it looked like earlier. So I dropped down, I was watching it on YouTube TV, which gives you all of the different um, types of filters you can go um, from, you know, 1080p to, I don't know what they're like, 780, and you keep on going down, but they have 240p. So I was like, all right, that's got to be the lowest quality. So I go 240p, and the chime tolls for, for thee. No, it, yeah, it's um, not going to be the hour, though. It's... No, it's a short one. So it is uh, at 240p. That is the perfect thing to watch on an HD television. If you're going to watch a Rankin Bass, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, if you're going to watch Year Without a Santa Claus, otherwise it's going to look really unnatural and, um, you know, might even make your eyes a little tired, you know. So I did that and we enjoyed the rest of the film. And um, I bored my children trying to explain why that was a cool thing that I did. And they didn't really. <laughs> um, but anyway, you might want to do that if you're going to watch any Rankin Bass stuff this year. So hey, we're we're getting better. That so technically this weekend, tomorrow is mm -hmm. the last day for Countdown to Christmas. Boom. And we're only five behind. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do another double feature, and then we'll be caught up to this this current weekend. Yeah. And we might be able to knock out that double feature uh, tomorrow. Maybe. Let's do this. Who knows? Yeah. So I feel pretty good about, you know, we're, we're in the home stretch here, counting down to Christmas. And because mm -hmm. the fact that they're stopping the countdown tomorrow, for some reason, we're going to have a chance to catch up before the actual holiday so we can actually do what we want. Yeah. At that point. I just need That's a be data fun. edit podcast. So yeah. You go. gonna, hey, maybe Monday if we get the big storm. Oh, that would be delightful. Wouldn't that be great? You could Come just on, Storm. Edit. Come on, Storm. It's an do editing day. Do your stuff. So we are um, coming back at you with two more in the near future. Ba-da-boom, ba-da-boom.
Hall sharks, hall sharks, hall sharks, hall sharks, hall sharks, hall sharks, hall sharks. Hall sharks, hall sharks, hall sharks.